I think it's so weird when people are like, oh, I'm going to name this. Like, like, oh, like, what a beautiful baby. Remember, like, my fucking dead uncle? This, like, beautiful, alive thing reminds me of a fucking dead thing that's been dead for a little while now. Let's name name it to honor the person. It's so, I think it's so fucking creepy. Change of plans, I'm naming my dog Harambe. You know it's kind of a weatherman, Pete? You're going to say Tom Brady, aren't you? No. Okay, who is it? Me. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I'm, I, thought we, I thought we already established that. I think I've said it before, like uh, being humble and like very gracious and modest, but I'm like legitimately a weatherman right it dep- now. It like depends on what you wear. It uh, also so uh, it's more my hair my hair situation that informs how I feel about like my look. Obviously, if I'm dressed like an asshole, then you're right. But I've I'm like trying to grow my hair out, and I'm clean shaven right now, and I've just got like a bunch of like hair with fucking product. Like I I look like when we make fun of people for being weathermen, I look like what that looks like. You texted me the other day saying that you were thinking about cutting your hair because in, it's in like the awkward stage of growing it out. Yes. You didn't do it? I didn't do it yet. I'm kind of proud of you, but also you look like shit. I look like shit, and we were saying in the conversation, the world's got like, what? Like four more years <laughs> max? Probably. I can't decide whether or not it's worth it to spend like any more time ugly like i've been ugly for the last like week and a half and i will be for the next month plus until it gets some sort of better state i'm like i've i think i've talked myself into it i just i'm just gonna cut my hair yeah it, i mean nothing like food doesn't taste as good when you think you're ugly oh like, n- yes you can't like nothing is as good i didn't even mean for this to get there but that's 1000 percent true like when you think that you're ugly and i think that like I'm sure that there has been like shit written about this and probably more like women's magazines because <laughs> women are horrible to each other. But it's like when you don't feel sexy, you're fucking completely off. Like your work oh, yeah. suffers. It's a whole mental everything. Everything suffers. is awful. Yeah. Like I had uh, I had really bad skin for like a a while and like it's just like it's a horrible mental state just like feeling terrible about yourself right because you assume that if you've noticed one of your blemishes that everybody everybody has noticed your blemishes yeah so um this is we've heard some low points from me on the (laughs) podcast this is maybe the lowest i don't feel i don't feel sexy right now so but at least it's a thing like it's your hair you can literally rectify that in an hour i can fix it Yeah. yeah it's just whether i don't know I can't decide whether the the this payoff is such a be. dramatic moment for for no reason. I look in the mirror like forty five <laughs> minutes a day, being like, I should probably cut my fucking hair. Um, I'm sorry about your 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 struggle, DJ. Your personal struggle. But as you pointed out on Twitter, at least I'm tied right now. Yes, with Miles Teller, which no one thought that would ever happen. Speaking of hair, yes, not a good look for him. He was at the ESPYS yesterday, last night. So that, that we're recording this on Thursday. On Wednesday night at the ESPYS, 
Blonde hair, blonde Miles Teller. Not a good look. Not a good look. And I thought that Miles Teller had kind of gotten into set it in forget it mode where like he's always going always to look fine. Look like that. Always going to look like that. Right. Like, yeah. Like kind of uh, like we were talking about with Adam Devine, how Adam Devine is thick and you can't tell if he's thick because he works out or because he's just like kind of chubby. If he's got like a Beyonce body um, and Miles Teller is just like. Thick because he does all the right things. He's like good thick. So the the thing about Miles Teller is that like the debate is always you know is he is he good looking because he's not classically handsome. Right. He's not classically good looking. So I don't know if he can. I don't know if it's like for a role or whatever that why he looks like this. But if he's doing it on his own will, it's not a good business decision because like. If you're classically handsome, you can get away with like those alterations. But yeah. for Miles Teller, he's kind of ju- he's kind of got to go with what he's got. Miles Teller looks worse blonde than Justin Bieber looks. Yeah, for blonde. sure. That's uh, because Justin Bieber is like better looking has, like, as a whole, better like general attributes yes. than yeah. Miles Teller does. That's a surprise for me. That's what I'm saying. Like Justin Bieber can get away with a lot more yeah. than Miles Teller can. Miles Teller kind of has to. To play it down the middle and present himself consistently, I feel like, to yeah. be attractive. I wonder if it's, I wonder if he's just doing it to kind of, uh, you know, like when you get, when you're sitting in a hot tub and you're like, man, this, the hot tub has kind of wore off on me. I'm going to go jump into the pool. And you jump into the pool, it's and then, freezing. And then you get, then you right get back in, the in the hot, hot tub, tub and you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Maybe he's like, I just need to make myself ugly for a little bit. So when I make myself hot again, I'll be like, fuck, <laughs> am I a dime or what? Is that what you're doing with your hair? <laughs> I kind of did it with my, when I, the last time I grew my hair, so I grew my hair out in like 2012 or that something. Was, like you grew your it hair was out. like so i did it the wrong way too and if i if i go through with growing my hair out i'm gonna do it the right way like i'm gonna go in every six weeks and like get shit figured out cleaned and, up and right like you go through the different stages of, right of progressively getting it longer and longer and longer but while it's still presentable right you just go through it without cutting it at all and just, yes i was like all right so just fuck and i yeah it was aggressive and a lot of the stages i'm gonna be honest didn't look good at all the final product didn't look good at all it in general was really bad but i think that i i know more with the wisdom of years that i could actually maybe get away with it but i guarantee i'm gonna fucking cut it within two weeks and i'm gonna feel it's gonna be the greatest feeling in the world um so the ESPYs were on last night. You want to talk yeah, about speaking those? of the ESPYs, uh, explain to me why you watched the ESPYs. What made you choose to watch My the ESPYs? answer is very simple. I had to work them. Ah, you had to like write shit about the ESPYs. I didn't have to write. I had to do video stuff. I had to pull video. Ah, uh, and were you pissed about that? I would have been... Pre- if someone said you have to watch the ESPYs, I would have fucking killed myself. No, I wasn't that mad. I, was, I mean, I was probably going to watch them anyway if I didn't have anything better to do. I almost went to, uh, I almost went to Warp Tour because I got invited by uh, hey. one of the guys from uh, The Story So Far. And he was uh. like, hey, we're playing Warp Tour and want to come down. And I was like, no, I'm not doing anything else. And then I got asked to work the ESPYs. So I did, and I watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. Who's on the Warp Tour these days? I don't know. Honestly, I know the story so far. <laughs> That's about all I know. I could, man, back in the day, I could have rattled off whoever was. I could have told you Ozfest lineups and shit. So I, I didn't get, I, I didn't get to go. But they're coming back uh, in the fall, I guess, with Good Charlotte. So I'm definitely going to that. How about show. that? <laughs> How about that? Um, 
So what happened in the ESPYs? Um, awards were given out. Don't uh, give a... F- I could not care less <laughs> about any of that. I, same. I, uh, th- that's like the l- part I least cared about. Awards are given. The awards that you care about in sports are the ones that are given out when you win games. Right. Yeah. Like you don't exactly. fucking play sports to win ESPYs. Um, There's a sports take. We're in it for trophies, not. <laughs> not we're, in it, we're in it for cups, not trophies. <laughs> Please like my trophies. Yes. Um, so, like the obviously the biggest highlight was the Craig Sager winning yes. the Jimmy V Award, which that's almost that's like the biggest thing every year, pretty much. But they had uh, they had some other stuff. It was very uh, politically charged. And at like uh, movement, like obviously with the the movements, Black right. Lives Matter, like so it opened with a Black Lives stuff. Matter thing, right? Huh? It opened with a Black Lives yes. Matter thing. Yeah. Quick shout to uh, the tenors for fucking up. Not, I don't care about the what they did to Canada's reputation. They did negative shit to acapella's reputation. No one had fucking heard of the tenors, and that goofball does this dumb little racist statement and everyone's like oh fuck acapella it's racist now so way to go it took us so many fucking years to become cool they made fucking movies about acapella they acapella got so cool that they made movies about acapella they said what's a good thing what's a good idea to make movies about that people will want to go and see and someone said acapella and then they made a fucking franchise i don't think acapella was was ever cool i don't think it became cool it was fucking cool i don't think so you know i I, I don't think that pitch perfect made acapella cool it was just good movies the audition numbers when i was in college the audition numbers like would go up every year significantly because once it I, I I believe that. I believe that more people probably tried out for acapella because of Pitch Perfect and, and was, all that. Uh, what I was don't... the thing before Pitch Perfect, the TV show? Glee. The Glee. I think yep. that influenced it. There was uh, the the Office. The Office, right. Glee. So that was more Pitch like Perfect. when I was in college, it was more like in like the Office kind of wheelhouse where like the, oh, I was in an acapella group. Ah, you fucking geek. But people... College acapella is a fucking rad scene. I don't know if I've talked I'm about sure this before. I'm sure it is, but like, I don't think that it's got like it's got a reputa- reputation of cool now. I'll tell you, I had different groups of friends in college. It's kind of a lie, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you, like from like aspiring journalists to like I was friends with some athletes, I was friends with some just like normal white dudes, and I was friends with acapella people. No one parties harder than acapella kids. So I, I mean, I believe it, and I, I work on the internet. I think that working on the internet is is fun, and it's very enjoyable. I don't think you don't that think it's, it's cool. particularly cool. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to be like, please like my acapella. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, fuck that guy though. <laughs> fuck that dude in the tenors. <laughs> so I guess like I guess the way that I put it, like the like you don't if you don't think that. Like acapella is not cool because you wouldn't walk into a into a bar and go up to a girl like, "Yo, I sing acapella." I've used that before. <laughs> yeah, well, d- did you get laid? I won't say specifically what happened <laughs> with that individual, but it was a successful move. Okay, well, if you use that line on a girl and she buys it, she's probably not like a ten. The move. So I wound up talking to some girl at a bar. This was like a thousand years ago, and she was like. She started off with like I have a a boyfriend and I was like I have a, it, I have a fiance so fuck you like I wasn't trying to hit on you or whatever and my friend ended up talking to her friend so we ended up being it was like have you seen um, 
what's the movie? Uh, what stays in? What happens in Vegas? Oh yeah, I've seen that. You know how Rob Corddry and Lake Bell ended up in a lot of scenes with each other, and mm-hmm. like they hate each other. Yeah, it was like one of those things. Like our friends were talking, so like I was forced to just like sit and talk to. And if you're not this interested, person. that can become fun because you just don't give a fuck what you're saying to. The so person. that's what I was. I was like, she's already established. Like I'm not interested in you, and I was like, I don't even know if I'm interested in you. So <laughs> fuck, like think you're hot shit. Get the fuck out of here. And uh, so we're talking and talking. And then she was like. I have something to confess. I don't actually have a boyfriend. And I was like, cool, you'll you'll find somebody. <laughs> and she was like, do you have anything to confess? And I was like, I was in an acapella group in college. That was a fucking hilarious line. That is pretty funny. So shouts to like, t- like 2013 D. So you use it as a joke. And then she went for it. You yeah. Went, okay. That makes sense. Oh, so I was mocking acapella. Yes. Though. Ah, <laughs> fuck. Um, but... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the ESPYs, that sounds cool about the ESPYs. So we just took uh, like seven minutes to d- establish that acapella isn't cool. That acapella is indeed not cool. Yeah, so but, it's, it, it, but it's not racist. That's my biggest thing. It may be not okay. cool, but it's not racist. Fuck you, tenors guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so uh, the ESPYs was fine. Uh, it wasn't like a drag to get through. I thought like they had... A lot of they had a lot of segments that were like kind of emotional, which was was pretty sweet. Worth, they, yeah, they had um, like it was a good mix of uh, like emotional stories and, and things like that, and then like laughs. I mean, John Cena was a pretty good host. Um, had some had a really good monologue, so it was a good show. And it closed out with a chance a chance a rapper doing a Muhammad Ali tribute with a new song that was actually awesome. And so, that doesn't surprise me. We've yeah. talked about this. Chance the Rapper is untouchable right now. He is very, very, very hot right now. Do you have, Are you going to see him on his upcoming coloring book tour? I am not plan, planning on it at this moment. He might add a second Boston show. Ooh. So play your cards right. Mm-hmm. Time things up. Maybe you'll be able to go. Um, let's get to reviews. Uh, we don't have many reviews, but you checked our email for the first time in a while because... The I bad boys don't check the emails I, every day. I forget the reason why I went back into the email. I, oh, I think it's because somebody said they were sending an email about the about merch. merch. Uh, yeah. So update on merch. Uh, haven't even come close to solving that. Uh, <laughs> so haven't thought about it one second this week. Um, we we have one review, but we have a million emails we have to catch up on. Yeah. So they, I think the emails are actually going to be like the crux of this episode. Uh, do you have the review in front of you? Do you want to read it? I do. Yeah. I have the review. Cool. Uh, just wow. Agree. Five five stars. Uh, by Sean McGrath. Deej and Pete give great pop culture takes even when they're uninformed. I was enthralled listening to them review a movie that they had yet to see. I mean, come on. Uh, where else can you get that kind of hashtag content? Well, th- I thank you. First I, of I agree. All. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're ve- we're often very uninformed when yes. we discuss things. Uh, t- to uh, newer listeners... One of I think it was our second episode. It was called We Shouldn't Have Done an Emmy Show. We were like, let's do an Emmy show. And we were like, okay, so best drama. Have you seen any of these? No. <laughs> what do you think should win? Mad Men. Nice. That uh, was exactly the, it how was it horrible. went. And we were like, all right, best like comedy. I love Parks and Rec. Don't you love Parks and Rec? Isn't Retta so funny? Yeah. I also like some other comedies, though. Man, it's a good thing we don't have to vote on the Emmys. <laughs> Next. And <laughs> that is later is episodes, like like a month later, we did episodes. We would talk about how people listen to that episode, and they were like, "That's the best episode you guys have done." 
which is like fucking idiot. It's like as sports writers, when you realize the people who read sports writing, <laughs> like some sports writers are smart. I, I think I fancy us like semi-intelligent guys. A lot of people who read sports writing are Not. very stupid people. <laughs> so it's like when you realize that your listeners or whatever are dumb, you're like, fuck, I guess I just got to put in this work and not consider who it's for. So shouts to all the listeners. We know that there are a lot of you guys are fucking dummies. So, <laughs> But thank you for listening. If you have not reviewed yet, you can go on iTunes and do that. Um, maybe we can get to it in... We can get to it after the emails, but he said that we hadn't seen... Mike and Dave need wedding dates, which is correct uh, to at, that, the at that time. I've since seen it, um, but we'll get to it after the emails. Okay. Um, we there are a shitload of these. We've we've pared them down. We've narrowed them down. Uh, jump into one, Pete. Um. So you picked. All right. So let's let's do the big one first. Um, oh, okay. So there was a, a humdinger in there, and it was it was honestly like an experience just reading it. Um, yeah. You have it in front of you, so. And it's it's long. I'll, I'll stumble all over myself. I try to read this email. So do you want to go for it? Yeah. We actually realized uh, that we haven't had to read things out loud in a million years. And that's why sometimes when we read the reviews, we trip up because we're like this. Like, think about how often you have to read things out loud after you graduate from high school. school. Yeah. Like, I didn't even have to read things out loud in college, barely. No. And I was an English major. No. Uh, you said that you were sick at that back in the day, though. I I was very good, and I always uh, looked forward to reading in class. And yes, like because you read books in class. Like you're in college, you're entrusted to read those on right, your so own. Time. Assuming <laughs> that you've read this, do this. You're like, yeah. no. I so read like when you read in class. I I fucking knock that shit out of the park all the time. Yeah, I I treated it like I was fucking giving a speech or or something like that. And I would crush it, and I would not stumble over myself at all. That's because you felt sexy. Like you were <laughs> yeah. like, I'm I'm good I'm a at sexy this. Sexy reader, right? Yeah. Now, uh, I haven't read shit in like four years, and or well, I'm giving myself way. I was gonna say way too much credit. I'm yeah. not that young. I haven't read shit in like eight years, and I suck at reading, and so I can't even can't even read. Which is heartbreaking. I used to be the the same way. In uh, you know, it was especially good in English class when you would read plays. Like if you would read like a Raisin in the Sun or if you would read like an Arthur Miller play and they'd be like, okay, we're reading this out loud. This person, you're playing this person. And then all it took was... Right, because all it took was one person to be like, all right, you know what? I'm going for it. Then everyone would go for it. And that's that's how we used to kick it. Like we would get... Like we would... Those are the days. I wish that I, I mean I wish that I could do that. I mean I guess I could like join. I was gonna uh, say like a an improv a, group or something, or, or like a or I could just be join a play. Yeah, I would <laughs> say like I don't know. You could maybe like a book club where you get together and read out loud. That could be an interesting type of book club. Sounds stupid and sounds like I wouldn't be. It sounds like something that you'd say like I'm I'm going to do this and then you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So this email we'll say it's from anonymous uh but it is as you said an hd it is long but it is like heart-wrenching so this is it basically i've been pete's just sitting back right now because he's like i know i don't I know have to talk for a long is, time so. all right I've been best friends with my buddy since freshman year of high school. We're both now 23. Won't bore you with the details, he says as he writes the longest fucking email ever. But basically, after high school, we both went to the same college and lived together four years and even shared a bedroom for one of those years. So, 
sounds like you got kind of a gay, Pete Deej situation <laughs> going on. Uh, gay, but like, did everything together. <laughs> I live in I live in one state, but I'm actually from another. Uh, got to the point where I actually took him on a vacation, and he pretty much became part of my family to the point where my aunts and uncles even brought bought him Christmas presents. He got engaged. So and, this sounds super gay right now. Right. This sounds like they were the <laughs> we, only people in each other's lives. Yeah. We lived in the same bedroom. We went on vacations, and we were considered family. I had a roommate for a while where I was like, I think that we qualify as like domestic a partners. Domestic, domestic and like it was it was like fine. Like we were both like heterosexual guys, but it was like we're kind of reliant on each other. Um so it sounds like this situation, which is totally not gay. So um Let's see. He got engaged, and of course, I was a groomsman. Wouldn't have expected anything different. He would probably be my best man when I get married. Everything is fine now. Everything is fine. You know, we hang out all the time, text every day, Snapchat, all that shit. Sounds increasingly gay. The, I, I didn't realize this as I, as I was reading this. Um, <laughs> I didn't the realize first it time. either, but when you say it out loud, it sounds gay. I don't Snapchat with with anybody. I just I still have the app. I still receive things. I'm sure that some are even sent specifically to me. I don't open fucking any of them, so I'm sorry to anyone who sends me Snapchats. Um, my parents called me and told me told me that their wedding invites came in the mail and they got invited. But my sister didn't, so I'm pretty pissed because why would you invite a whole family except for one person? Even though he told me my sister would get invited, so I bring it up to him and he says something about budget cuts and shit. So I go back to my apartment and open up my invitation. I don't get a plus one. I've been dating my girlfriend for three and a half years, and I'm the groomsman. So I'm pretty fucking pissed off at this point. And he says, "Yeah, I meant to talk to you about that. Uh, we had to make some budget cuts. If me and my wife didn't know the plus one that well, we decided to cut them, or they." or if they weren't married. So basically, I got penalized because his fiance didn't bother to be friends with my girlfriend, which is pretty hard to do when me and this guy have lived together for as long as we have. We currently don't live together as I moved out to be closer to my job last August. Also, he penalized uh, me because I'm not married, which is bullshit. So we exchanged the following emails. The one I wrote to him is first. His is second. Please don't stop listening, guys, because this gets meaty. First of all, in general, let's just dive into the ethics of that. I'm on this guy's side. You can't invite your friend to your wedding. Okay, if, if, you, be- if you have like a if you have a best friend and these guys are clearly like fucking best friends, yes. you can't invite that person to your wedding uh, and not invite their their girlfriend unless it's like a ceremony where it's just like immediate immediate family and then like just like inviting this person is like you're a part of my family right uh i've actually so one of my closest friends got married and i was not invited to the wedding it was a tiny tiny small ceremony it was like 10 to 15 people and then afterwards they had they rented out a bar and it was like a very um unorthodox kind of thing but it was great so like they just like very casually got married in like the tiniest ceremony and then after they rented out a bar and they were like hey everyone come to this bar at this time we'll have just gotten married it's kind of like the ceremony but there's not going to be ceremony it's kind of like a reception but there's not going to be like a dj or anything it's just like we're all just going to be partying so you went to this party to celebrate that like an hour earlier your friend had gotten married so he's blaming it on budget cuts but there's ways around that and and like the the kid's girlfriend is not 
shouldn't be like a person that you consider cutting, even if you have budget cuts. Right. Like they, I'm sure they invited somebody else who is fucking less important. Exactly. And I wouldn't. Would I, I would just not invite the parents. I'd be like, hey, sorry, we can't have you. Even though your parents are really uh, close to me and we've been like family and everything, I can only invite you and, of course, your girlfriend. And yeah. then I think that... I mean, they invited his parents uh, and... Yeah, they invited his parents and they didn't invite his sister. His sister, which he... Th- would that raised the first red flag. Yeah. And then he was like, holy shit. We which is... I I mean, that's, I guess that's fine. Like, I, I, w- I agree with you. You don't invite the parents and then that, that makes not inviting the sister okay. And then you just invite the 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 girlfriend and the guy. I yeah. think that that settles it. Right. That's so. That's the way I would do it. So um, his email to him. We talked this weekend about the wedding, and you know about my displeasure with what you and um, your dickhead of a fiance, because I'm leaving out names, have decided to do. My parents are going to a place for the Fourth of July and won't be able to attend the wedding. Uh, they're still going to send a gift. But they won't be there. In a perfect world, I would like their two reservations to go to my sister and my girlfriend. However, I know you have... Oh, see, this is... I'm not going to read this whole email. That's like the crux of his email back. He had it perfectly until he said, however. Like, all... If that happened to me, I would say, my parents can't go. They're sending a gift. Bing, bang, boom, though. Now you can invite my sister and my... uh, My girlfriend. My girlfriend. Don't leave him the fucking option to to jump out of it um so i should actually read later in this email because he does present something pretty um, he didn't say however what what's the however what what the however is feel free to do one or the other as you wish or something like that um no he said uh, feel free to do to just invite my girlfriend and if my sister can't come not the end of the world but now my sister and both my parents aren't coming. Like the least you can do is just invite my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So later in the emails, he says, um, so he makes the, the, the plea of like, this girl's really important to me. He says, is the person I'm going to, I'm going to marry. And I would assume that when I marry her, I'll have you and your wife and everything. And he says, uh, uh, I've, I've thought long and hard about this, but I know you would do the same if you were in my place. If you don't find a way, if you don't find a way, for my girlfriend to attend the wedding, then I won't be in the wedding. I won't be attending the wedding. And when you move, that will probably be the end of our friendship. Obviously, I don't want this to happen, and this may seem drastic to you, but for someone I loved like a brother, loved, officially gay, just kidding, uh, I feel betrayed and disrespected, and it sucks that it's come to this, but it's what I feel like has to, to be done. Um, so he had more. he had balls at the very beginning, then kind of softened up, then got fucking yeah, hard as fuck at the end yeah. and tossed him an ultimatum. Um, so then his friend responded, uh, I'll first off say that I do apologize the situation upset you and uh, that I had formally told you you would get a plus one. Uh, this rule and the cut that we had to make to stay within our budget, it's not one that we saw coming. It's an honest mistake of me telling you that you got one. With that being said, it's our special day, even though the plus one rule is not one you are fond of. It should still be respected. The few significant others that got invited, we would still have invited even if they were to break up. I chose my groomsmen based on my friendship with them, not the relationship that I have with girlfriends. I didn't choose my guys as a package deal. I chose them individually. To answer your question um, on if that is what I want to look back on my wedding day, I'm going to look back 
and say that I had a great time and married the girl of my dreams. I get one wedding. No, you fucking don't. And it will go as how we want it to go. I got. I get a sense of selfishness coming from your email when people are asking you. Oh, so in his guy's email, he said people are gonna. If I'm there by myself, people are gonna say, "Why isn't your girlfriend here?" And I'm gonna have to say because this fucking dickhead and this dickhead of a fiance didn't invite me. So he's saying. Um, let me see. Uh, to be completely honest, if I was in your position, I would do anything you asked me to. Why? Because it is your wedding day and, and nothing that I want matters. It is a day about the bride and groom. Is there a reason to be upset that a girlfriend cannot come? Of course there is. But if we are as good friends as you have stated and that I believe we are, then as much as it sucks, you... Sorry, this guy's syntax and his lack of just like everything is... I can't fucking read this guy. Um... Uh, last but not least, I feel disrespected and I think it is wrong to be given an ultimatum to either allow her to come or you won't be in the wedding, attend, or be friends with me. I personally feel like friends do not do this. I think it is wrong, but that is how you feel, so I respect it. I do not like it, but I won't stop you. With all this being said, and I hate it has come to this, the wedding rule is still in place. I am sorry that it has had to come to this, but it is what I feel is the correct decision. So, so this is that's that's amazing. So we got this email a long fucking time ago, and we opened it like last week. And we were like, and I feel, "Holy I shit!" I feel kind of bad that we didn't respond, right? Because I don't, I don't think that he was like, I don't think he was looking for advice or anything. He just wanted I, to vent. He, yeah, exactly. Because he said, "Like, feel free to not use this. Don't re- like, don't respond to it. Whatever. I'm just kind of putting it out there." And so I felt kind of bad that we didn't respond because but I all, but I also felt like we had to share it because it's fucking amazing and that the 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 friend based on that response I I kind of like I understood like that he's that either his, a pussy or he's cheap okay so he he's either the biggest dickhead in the world or he's whipped as fuck right like a lot of what his response was like made me feel like this dude is whipped to all fucking hell because he kept talking about like us and our like our special day yeah like, like we either, made this, either this dude is like the biggest pussy in the world and like went to his girlfriend being well well here's like what my friend said what do you think and she was like no fuck this guy and then he went back to his friend being like no fuck you bro right and right. i think that i think that might be what happened but like the the dude clearly like has no value on their friendship and is just putting it all with his fucking with his wife and right. fiance. So like honestly for this dude who sent the email, fuck that guy because that's not somebody that you want in your fucking life. So that is totally my that's like word for word what I feel and he was asking us is he being unreasonable if he goes through with like I mean he presented this ultimatum this kid didn't blank is he being unreasonable if he's like all right I'm not going to be at your fucking wedding um this dude should not fucking feel bad about he said the 80 he said it was 80 20 uh friends and coworkers saying shouldn't go like leaning towards should shouldn't. not go so we got this email a long time after <laughs> uh it happened so we responded this was the most fire email of 2016 when is the wedding did it happen yet and he said Sadly, it are ha ha ha. Sadly, it already happened, and I did not attend. That was the right fucking decision, and he should not feel bad about it 
at all. And I hope that, and I, I don't know how this dickhead can spin it at his wedding because now people aren't going to say to like, the original email, girlfriend? like, where's your girlfriend? They're saying, yeah, to where's this your guy, fucking best where's friend? Where's your best friend? And he's going to say, who is supposed to be in the wedding? Right. He's going to say something along the lines of, oh, he threw a fit and he didn't go. Yeah, he threw a fit that, that his girlfriend couldn't come. Right. And in general, like, my take is if you can't throw a ball or wedding, don't throw a wedding. Yeah, like, if you're going to be cheap, if you're going to cut corners, uh, then find a way to, like, I don't know. Like, I, the, the wedding that I described with my friend is a bad example because, like, renting out a bar is pretty expensive. And I don't think they did it for financial reasons because the party they ended up having was, like, bigger than most weddings have been to. But, like, you can find ways to be creative. Have the fucking wedding at your house and invite a million fucking people. I've... So like so here's like he he feels upset or he was upset originally because like their of their relationship like he, like this is his best friend he's in the fucking wedding am I making too big of a deal out of this and is it like an asshole move not to go to the wedding no because not like your if move. your friendship was like that fucking strong and yeah. obviously it was like this this dude's a fucking dickhead by not inviting your girlfriend especially when you were like willing to compromise being like all right my parents can't come can i just have one of the seats for my girlfriend right and his friend effectively ended the relationship by staring him down when presented with the ultimatum because if he had gone to the wedding afterwards that relationship is totally changed um the guy who emailed us will forever resent his friend his friend is going to think like i've got the upper hand in the relationship i just push this little bitch around and he still came to my wedding and did all the the shit that groomsmen are supposed to do so um that was i mean that, that was, was a fucking banger of that email. was a heavy email and, and we don't we don't go there very often i mean like we try to keep it loose and, and right and like talk about the stupidest shit on like Earth we just on said show. like we've never talked about our lives before <laughs> but uh, We're willing to talk about your lives, right? Exactly. Send uh, us, uh, send us more emails like that because that shit is. We'll find a better way of condensing them. I mean, I skipped. I read probably like an eighth. of it was the total long, content. It was a long fucking um, email. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Travis emailed and said, "You guys have to do that '70s show podcast." Travis, you have to suck my dick. We don't have to do any fucking thing you tell us to do. Uh, definitely will never do a That 70s Show podcast. That 70s Show was a good show. It was a good enough but show. I don't it was think, not yeah. a podcast-worthy show. No. Fuck you, Travis. <laughs> um, there's one that said, uh, Pete, where do you get your NBA jerseys? Um, I get them online from China because I'm cheap. And That's right. And I have a lot of basketball jerseys. Um, what are some dog names in the running? I'm getting a puppy this weekend. Yeah, I'm very puppies. excited about it. Uh, I, so I wanted to name it Kiara. Because the previous dog was Nala, and okay. she died. And Nala's daughter in The Lion King was named Kiara. Ooh. So I thought that would have been a cool little thing. Yeah. Uh, my mom went for it initially. Didn't go for it. Uh. She decided she changed her mind. Didn't want to call her Kiara. The new dog's name, we're picking it up in two days, will be Summer. So oh, man. That melts my heart. <laughs> I'm a big 500 Days of Summer guy, so... So. That's the only person I know of named Summer. So we went. All right, that's that's Summer good Sanders. That's not Summer true. Sanders. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm excited for the puppy, and I think Summer's a, a fine name. We kind of just my mom had a lot of ideas, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then she said Summer, and I was like, eh, 
right, naming we'll a dog summer. is the most contentious shit in the world. My parents got a dog a few years ago, and it was a second dog, and the naming process was so contentious because they were like, like I would keep shooting down things that they would say, and then eventually they'd be like, you don't fucking live here, dude. <laughs> like it's like when we get a dog, it's not your dog anymore. Even though like I consider their dogs like my dogs, they like they camp with the shittiest fucking names, and I would just sit in there like my mom wanted to name it J Lo. She wanted to name like the dog J hyphen Lo. No, like J A Y capital L O. I like that. Really, I like that. What the f- and but, people be like, okay. oh, like J Lo. Oh, like, no. Well, that's what that's that's why I said no because I didn't want to fucking introduce my dog to people for like the next like I name one years. of my kids J Lo. <laughs> it's like J A E L O. So I don't want to be fucking maybe inter- put a line through my it, dog J Lo for the next eight years and people being like, oh, after the singer, like no, you. Fucking god damn it. Well, my so my parents in that very, very uh, heated dog naming process settled on Minnie because like there was someone in our family at some point named Minnie. By the way, this will be probably the biggest take that's dropped in this podcast history. Don't name an alive thing after a dead thing. I fucking hate that. I wouldn't have my name. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was named after my uh, my dead grandfather. So... Sorry, <laughs> weird choice. I think it's so weird when people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna name this like, like, oh, like what a beautiful baby." Remember, like my fucking like dead uncle. This like beautiful alive thing reminds me of a fucking dead thing that's been dead for a little while now. I'll Let's be, name name it to honor the person. It's so. F- I think it's so I'm fucking gonna, creepy. Change of plans. I'm naming my dog Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, we talk about this off the air. The fact that Harambe is gaining steam <laughs> in the middle of July <laughs> is fucking perfect. It also just goes to show how how much of nothing there's going on during the summer. <laughs> We're Harambe talking, is back. <laughs> We're talking. Harambe went through the news cycle like <laughs> fucking um, two months ago and people were like, shit, the summer's boring. Let's go back to Harambe. <laughs> ex- I think that's exactly what happened. I don't know how Harambe is big again. Uh, but By the it- way, you must you know who must feel like super slighted who that alligator that killed the child right yeah that had like three days yeah it had no fucking name well did the alligator even have a name mm, i don't think so i think uh, everyone that's the, at it. that's where that alligator went wrong you had to have a fucking awesome name yeah and then kill a child <laughs> harambe man rest in peace dude uh we were talking about our our outfit palooza situation <laughs> And I was saying that, like, I want to get some sort of Harambe merch, whether I don't know if it would be like a Harambe T-shirt or tank top or whatever. But there's some pretty good Harambe themed <laughs> merchandise out there. And I might snag something. So I, I said this before the show, but I, like, I feel like Harambe is almost in uh, the crying Jordan category of of I wouldn't know. I don't know if you can call it like a meme, but it's like an Internet trend. Yeah. And. It obviously, oh yeah, no, like it's like locked in. Yeah, like, I think that I think keeper. that Harambe is sticking around for a long time. So <laughs> Which, you make your long long term investments in Harambe. Yes, yes, buy stock in Harambe. Um, which we were saying, like, if I wear something, if I buy a Harambe shirt and wear it to something in three weeks, will it be old? We're like, it'll probably be at an all time high. Yeah, it will be. Re- it'll reach its pinnacle. So. Um, 
one of the other emails we got was about uh, about Lollapalooza. Yes, in a couple weeks. yes. Uh, Sam says, "Big fan, Chicago resident here." Sam, I am jealous of you. I love me some Chicago. Uh, I've been to a few Lollapaloozas, oh eight and ten onwards. Will be in attendance for all four days of this year's. My question is, what is your go-to festival alcohol, and what's your preferred method of sneaking it in? I'm a big fan of bringing in a water bottle or two of vodka and then putting it in the waist of my, in quote-unquote, size-too-big shorts while covering the outline with an oversized Hawaiian shirt. Hope to bump into you guys sometime during the festival. Overpriced Budweiser's on me. Cheers, Sam. Sam, we will take you up on that. Sam, this Sam guy sounds like a huge booze bag. And yes. Not, and not just because he's sending us an email about sneaking in water bottles of vodka to a festival, but the fact that he wears a Hawaiian exactly. shirt. That was my take. The fact that he is talking about Hawaiian shirts indicates that Sam knows how to party, and he is a booze bag, and so, probably a large one. Right. Uh, so festival attire, Pete and I are well aware that... It's the, we're acting like it's like something that we can't control. We're like we're well aware that our outfits and everything are going to be heavily IG'd and heavily tweeted, and like we're just gonna be we're kind of using this uh, as an opportunity to show off. And again, we can totally control it. We can choose not to. I've been to festivals where I've dressed like shit. And you, by the way, you can dress like shit to festivals. And well, I, so here's what's gonna happen. I am gonna have full control. Over my daytime outfits yes. at, at the festival, and I'm it's going to be like a basketball jersey every day, pretty much. Yeah. And so that's locked in. But whatever whatever happens at night, like I already know that I'm going to be drunk during the day. And have you ever had like when you day drink and then you go out at night, you end up just being like, "Why the fuck did I wear this?" Yes. You have to change clothes from the daytime to the nighttime, right. and you're fucking blasted at that point, and you just make a drunk decision. Yeah, you're like shit. I look like I look like asshole. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're gonna go wash your hands at some point. Uh, you're gonna take a piss and catch yourself in a mirror and be like, "Oh dear God, <laughs> what have I done?" Um. So, uh, yeah, that's a good email from Sam. Uh, we would hope to to meet you. We didn't I address will, the, the booze. I will say. You just gotta drink beer. You I've gotta, never been to a festival, so it's it sucks. You have to it doesn't suck. It's great. Beer is amazing, <laughs> but you just gotta do light beer all day, and you got you have to mix in waters. Even though you're going like you get fucking hammered, but you have to mix in waters for the sake of like not getting diarrhea like during <laughs> the, the headliner or something. Um, do, is, do they just sell like the like the small ass? cups of booze or no like you'll oversize you'll get like tall boys and you'll get like those huge ass fuck like 24 ounce cans maybe okay um lines are ridiculous uh i will say that what we did last year at oceaga is brian who's coming with us uh wore cargo shorts he took the hit in the looks department and uh we just brought in a bunch of granola bars and not even just out of like we don't want to spend the money on the food. It was like if we're going to wait in line for anything, it's going to be beer or it's going to be to use Fair the bathroom, enough. and that's it. So we just ate granola bars and drank beers all day. I hope that we're not eating granola bars because the, I've heard a lot of things about the Chicago exactly. Food scene. That's what I was getting to. We are not doing that this year because one time I went to Chicago and like I landed, I got to my hotel, I was tired, and I just like went down the street and grabbed a sandwich at like pot bellies or something and as i was eating it i was like fuck i just wasted a meal in chicago the food in chicago is so fucking good um i was telling you like we're 
we're doing Portillo's at least twice. And grab those hot dogs, grab that Italian beef. Um, it's going to be awesome. I can um, already tell that like the highlight of my trip, and it's not even over yet, is going to be like the midday, like maybe buzz to drunk lunch where yeah. I'm like it's just going to taste amazing even if it's not that good. Well, like the first time that you have Chicago deep dish pizza, you're going to be drunk. And pizza when you're drunk is amazing anyway. That's correct. But having like really really good shit is although, you know what? When you the issue is the waits are fucking long at those places. I'm pretty sure it takes fucking forever for them to spit those fucking pizzas out. So you might lose your buzz. But mm. um someone asked uh are guys attracted to Ryan Lochte? Um, no. In like the way that we're attracted no. to guys, I would say no. no. I don't. I, th- I think he's a dummy. Yeah, he's his personality is terrible, but I don't even think that his looks are that great. Right. I don't. Are girls attracted to Ryan Lochte? Yeah, I think so. Well, I like at his at his height, girls were like all over him. But girl, yeah, but he got his own fucking reality show. I was and- gonna say, but they're all over him in a like they're all over the douchebags on the Bachelor kind of way. Yeah, it's like he's famous and he says dumb shit. But they were like, he's so hot. Yeah, uh, this is a good one. Andrew says, "I'm a 22 year old dude going to a Demi Lovato and Nick Jonas concert. My girlfriend, who is 20, bought tickets for me, and a couple of her friends are going as well. I'm trying to be a good sport about it, uh, but a part of me can't get past the fact that it's a fucking Demi Lovato and Nick Jonas concert. I know you guys did the Beebs concert, and it made for a great episode. Do I get blackout and make her and her under-21 friends deal with me? Is it appropriate for me to like the concert? This is territory I've yet to venture in, so can you guys help me out? Also, don't be dicks. <laughs> well, there's a 100% chance we're going to be dicks. Yeah. Um, but that I, I, there's no reason to complain about that. I would fucking love to go to a Nick Jonas concert. Yeah, like I would stay sober for it and make sure that you I remember all the, the wonderful it, moments. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's totally fine if you get blackout, mainly because you're a 22 year old guy, and if shit goes wrong, then you're fucking 22. Like you're, you're always back where you started, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if, like, what's gonna happen? Do people break up at 22 years old because you got too drunk? If at a your concert? girlfriend breaks up with you because you got too drunk at a concert, it's right. like the wedding email. Fucking good then, riddance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say yeah. Like I would just say drink. It is weird to be the only person drinking at something though. Uh, um, that, yeah, it's that way at my apartment especially a lot when, when it's, it's just like, me by myself. Especially when it's like you're going with your girlfriend and her friends, so you don't want to be like the only dude getting bombed. Yeah, because that like looks bad for or your girlfriend's friends, right? And it gives you like a bad name. Exactly. I would say like as a, a, a late twenties guy answering this question, I would just say it's uh, you don't want to stand out in any way. Yeah, no. Like if you're gonna get drunk, get drunk and don't make a scene. Right. Just get drunk and kind of. Enough so that you can get the most enjoyment yeah. out of it. Like, if there were a girl who I were dating or trying to date, trying to impress whatever at the Bieber concert, I you wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten black. I wouldn't or not have had or, fun. D- or ditch me in the <laughs> middle of Boston. Right. Yeah. I would have. Well, she played her cards right. Maybe we'd ditch it, pal. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, again, this is all a moot point because this email is like a month and a half old and he yeah. probably already went to the concert. <laughs> all, all these people are dead. <laughs> All these people have already fucking died. We didn't get back to them. Uh, one of the other emails was, um, what is the ugliest celebrity that you've ever masturbated to? Which is a very odd question, but I'm yeah. down for it. This is, I'm down for it, but I'm sad because I, don't, I can't answer it. If, if you asked me when I was 
that's like a prime high school question. I would have been able to tell you within a second. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if this person is in that. They're definitely age young. Range. They're definitely young. Um, so they're emailing a fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. It's a hard question to answer because um, it, I don't masturbate to celebrities anymore. Yeah, it's like, that's definitely like a high school thing, middle school, high school thing, where it's like you see a girl on TV, and you're like, oh, she's hot, right? And then you're like, all right, gotta go now. <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks because like. I, this would be such an awesome answer or question to answer like back in the day, because I'm sure like I, I can promise the, the whatever the answer is, is horrifying. It's and it, it is what you just said. It's someone who happened to be on TV for like a minute. And I was like, all right, time to masturbate now. And then it's I, even, it's probably even more super horrifying because if we knew we would know where they are now, maybe they were kind of like good looking to our 15 year old selves or whatever. Right. But, Ten years later, the answer could be, like, really, really horrifying knowing what's happened to them since. That's true. That's true. Like, it could be, like, Amanda Bynes. And you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. I've jerked off to Amanda Bynes, which I don't know if I've actually done that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like... I don't think I've ever beat the meat to her. Yeah, that's... By the way... uh, fucking bummer. By the way, when you're, like, 15 or in, like, middle school or whatever, when you, like, first start jerking off, jerking off back then is like a sport it's like an event totally totally you spend less time time with your friends because you are like, like i gotta go you jerk need to off. go jerk off yes it's or you're or you're like you plan to jerk off you're like oh i'm gonna go home and jerk right it. like <laughs> oh the end of school or something like if you if it, you don't have to happen to be playing a sport that season you're like i'm gonna go home fucking eat a snack and jerk off what what order is which who knows and then you and then you talk about it later like, you go to school and be like, oh, I jerked off last night, or I jerked off yesterday. So, maybe it was just because I was growing up. I, like, I found it was weird that guys su- talked around, they, sat around talking about themselves jerking off. <laughs> That's what happens when you I know, like, like, it, it yeah. definitely happens. It's just, like, weird. It's, like, like and that pe- and wrestling are, like, weird for me, <laughs> guy, like, guy-wise. And people are like, yeah, I jerked off, like, f- I've jerked off, like, four times So, that's what I was, so I was saying that to you. I was like, I can't even remember, like, back in the day, you used to talk about, like, what's the most you jerked off in, like, a day? And you would proudly answer the question, and I d- don't even fucking know. It's so sad. I, yeah, I don't know either. I like now it's like now it's just like, ugh, I guess I'll jerk off. <laughs> it's, I got nothing better to do. <laughs> Man. There's like you ever see I think it's like a Louis C.K. episode on it where he's just like he's just like sitting down in a chair and he's like feels <laughs> gross and he's just like, Should I should I do it? Right. He's, he's not like, might like, as he's well not turned on. Right. He's yeah. just like, well, might as well. Might as well just fucking jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That would have been It's amazing how that how that at different times in your life, I mean, you could be experts on that question and I mean, I don't yeah, so it's that it sucks that we don't have an answer to it. Uh yeah, but I mean the the answer, the vague answer is just someone like go through like uh go through um Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live hosts over the years, and I'm sure that at one point in my life, I was just watching Saturday Night Live, and 
it was like a really ugly host and i was like whatever it's like this is the time of the the day that <laughs> it's it, it's jerk off time <laughs> sure, and now the name that. of this episode we've had a sex it's time episode time. Jer- no nice. we're not naming a, an episode jerk off time <laughs> we're not we're not those kind of girls um, um by the way on the topic of hot celebrities the uh the aubrey plaza versus anna kendrick debate last week lit. was yeah like about as 50 50 as it gets which is amazing yeah and i think that's that's correct i think that 50 percent of people are entitled to be wrong and pick anna kendrick but i would say that um yeah arby plaza just has her beat in every way and i saw so we can wrap up the emails here i guess uh, i've since gone back and or i've since seen mike and dave need wedding dates and just all is confirmed. Arby Plaza, way better. Anna Kendrick probably shouldn't take in that movie. Zach Efron, perfect role for him. Um, Adam Devine, fine. Fuck the crowd who is laughing at the push the the push pop part. Like I fucking hate that. How are you gonna laugh at the part that you saw in previews? That's like a very like yeah. That's that's, that's like a, an intermediate take, yeah. but it's it's worth bringing up. People like that suck. Yeah, that's that's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like they it's programmed laughter. You know, you're supposed to laugh, but you've right. already fucking seen it, so it's not that funny. You're totally giving into the man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, I did see a preview for a movie called Table Nineteen that stars Anna Kendrick. And also Amanda Crew from um, from Silicon Valley and uh, Lisa Kudrow, and I think that that is the type of movie that Anna Kendrick should be doing. It's a movie about like the castoffs of at a wedding, like the people who are just like put at a random table together and they gotta figure it out. I think that that is like the that is perfect for Anna Kendrick. I, I feel like that that makes sense. I mean, and I, I'll see it. Like I want to see it. Like I dreaded seeing Mike and Dave new wedding dates, knowing that Anna Kendrick wasn't going to be good in it. I, I I understand. Like you don't. I don't think Anna Kendrick is like hot enough where she's cast as like a hot person. Yeah, she is cast for a role where like she's cool, and that makes her hotter. Right. She is very attractive, I think, but she a big part of her appeal is knowing that she's cool. And so, like, for her to be put into roles where she's cool and, and, like, you know that it's kind of her, that is what she should be going for. And right. And, like, makes her personal brand better. Right. And that's what this seems to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But if we're talking about trailers, we got to talk about it. Did you see the trailer for La La Land? I did not watch it. And you told me to. So <laughs> the writer-director of Whiplash, uh, Damien Chazelle, I think is his name, um, wrote and directed a movie called La La Land. It is a musical that stars Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and J.K. Simmons. Sign me the fuck. I, I haven't watched the trailer, but I'm already in. And I, it's, it's amazing that it's taken this long for Ryan Gosling to kind of go into that like musical slash like dance role because that's what he came up as. Right. Like, yeah, we, like Mouse he, Club. Has, he has that ability and he crushes it. Maybe it's because he didn't want to kind of box himself in uh, into those kind of roles. Because obviously, I mean, because he knew that he, he could can, knock them he the can fuck out of the park. Basically, do anything that he wants now. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't wait to to see that. Um, that is uh, December, early December. I want to say so. So get us there. Um, and like, the cool thing about it, I went on the IMDb. So J.K. Simmons is the third lead. And he his character doesn't even have a name. It's just the boss. Wow. So that tells me that it's just basically a lot of those two and as crazy stupid love guys. I've never seen the notebook. We've discussed this. I've never seen the notebook. So 
I know that people say like McAdams and Gosling are like movie relationship goals or whatever. For me, the ultimate like screaming hot power couple of uh, of movies or of rom coms, I should say, is Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah, uh, I would. I mean. Basically, Ryan Gosling and anybody is going to be a power couple. <laughs> but he uh, saw. Did, we didn't even talk about. Did we talk about Gosling on Hot Guys and Weathermen? Um, I think so. It might, might have just have been assumed. Him. He's yeah. like a. He's like the granddaddy of hotness. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of both of them, and uh, I'm sold on that movie. Yeah, uh, I'm pumped. What else do we have to? Are you gonna see uh, Suicide Squad? Oh, that's a good question. Um. Probably not. That's the kind of movie that like everyone else watches, and then when they see it, I'm like, of course you fucking saw it, because you're that fucking type that would watch that fucking Suicide I'm still going to see it, because I, I think that the... the Margot trailer... Robbie in a PG-13 movie, though? Eh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think that the trailers look very good. Also, so. Margot Robbie and Will Smith together. Yeah. You know what happened last time they did that? Oh, fucking God. It was that. Focus. Yeah, that was the worst. Movie. That is the worst movie. So we just, we haven't done it yet, obviously. Um, we've talked briefly about doing like a GIF uh, photo shoot where like we just spend a day making a bunch of GIFs. Like Adam Hart will film us doing things and like those will be GIFs that we use. And a GIF idea that I had is just someone holding up a dvd of focus and casually dropping it into the trash <laughs> and i'm so in but then then we'd have to buy the dvd of focus i bet you could we've gotten so i bet a you can get it on ebay for like a dollar and we've gotten a lot better things for free on twitter <laughs> than true. focus on dvd so i think we'll be able to i think we'll be able to rustle up uh, a copy of Focus. I actually think that John Feidelberg has stated on this podcast that Focus is the worst movie I th- of all time. I want to. Say, I was like, whenever we talked about Focus, Feidelberg was there, and yeah. he like he was went angry in on about it. it, and he he was like talking about how he really doesn't care like if a movie is is like hailed as acclaimed or whatever. Right. He doesn't give a shit. He'll like if he likes it, he likes it. He just says Focus was like the worst movie of all time. I and like it, it was not a bad opinion. I like going like in on bad things that no one thinks are good. Like there's like you're not arguing against anybody when you're like, all right, guys, like, yeah, you're like, focus is a piece of shit movie. Right, like, it's like, yeah, well, nobody's saying like, otherwise. Hold my ring. I'm about to about to drop some some focus bars. Like, nobody, everyone agrees with you. Everyone's just we standing all around watching, just being like, like yes. Yeah, yeah. Kind I of. know. Right. Yeah, like, and Harambe's big. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, the last thing that we uh, kind of wanted to talk about was uh, The Night Of. Which yes. we, it's, it, officially premiered it was on tv it was on hbo this past weekend uh which means that we're finally getting a new episode this sunday and i'm very very excited about it but i'm very glad that we got in on the ground floor and talked about it before everybody else yes, was fucking talking about people it. think it's really cool yes. like it's a bit of a feather in our cap that like we were the like we're and it i bad boys of the night of before so here's what happened i didn't even feel like we were early on it like i knew that we were kind of early on it but no right people like, were already talking about so, how good of a show it yeah was. like you text me and you're like have you seen the night of yet like that kind of assumes like people have seen the night yeah. of and uh yeah uh so i was surprised that like when it actually premiered how many people were like the night of is so good it's right like, yeah i saw it two weeks ago you fucking moron i know yeah yeah um and so we did it we did that episode without um 
I mean, I did it having just watched it like a minute before. Uh, you, you'd just seen it. Like, there weren't think pieces and there wasn't much analysis out there yet. People have analyzed the fuck out of it. And I've, like, read everything. Um, I'd recommend, uh, if you follow Patrick O'Connor on Twitter, he wrote, like, an unbelievable breakdown. And it presents so many fucking things that you wouldn't think of. Um, he also asked, asked to come on brunch. He did? Yeah. We should have him on. Follow I mean, me that's, the other that, day. That's, that's my buddy. He's, he's awesome. Um, he, uh, that would piss Dan Kagan off a lot, oh, by the way. <laughs> so, we've, so, Patrick, you're hired. Um, one of his things was the, uh, the cat. The cat is in the end of the episode when his uh, dad goes outside. When Naza's dad goes outside, the cat from her, seemingly the cat from her apartment walks by. So that suggests that they were very close to each other. So what that means, who knows? But he raised this point, which is like, the cat, it's kind of a red herring. They put it out there so you focus on the cat and you're talking about proximity, all this stuff. Maybe proximity doesn't even matter. The cat being there is to tell you that the back door was open and that the cat was able to get out that way. So that presents like someone got in the back. Yeah. A A lot of people are also talking about the other guy that was with the the black dude who gets taken down town for questioning. I think that that's a red herring. I think there's no way that it's the other guy. Because that would be too obvious. That would be. Uh, I think that that would be very upsetting. Because there's seven more episodes to go. Well, like, so this is the point that that I'm going to keep just like ripping all of Patrick's points. Um, we've been shown everything that we're going to know, though. That's the cool part. Y- yeah. Yes and no. We haven't figured everything out yet, but yeah. but like we like all the evidence it likely has already been shown to us. Pretty much, yeah. So it's it's. It's going to be a matter of a lot of it's going to be the, like the process and a lot of it's going to be um, like piecing things together. So we haven't seen everything, but we, we know the final result. Yeah. I mean, so it's like almost it's almost Tarantinoing it. Yeah, sort of. Um, but so my biggest takeaway from the, the cat thing, and I hope that that it continues down this path is like, You've got to pay. You've got to fucking pay attention in this show. Yes, you and can't I, get work done during. I, it. So I hope that it stays this that that way because like that was a huge part of the reason why like Breaking Bad is like my favorite show ever because they foreshadow. So I hope it's one of those shows that you, if you pay attention, you'll notice things and it gets people talking. Yeah, like it's not like The Walking Dead where you're like gets people talking being like. How fucking stupid was that last night? Oh, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, so I was at a wedding after that, after the night of came out, and like all the people who had seen the night of were talking about the night of, and yeah. like it, it's a thriller, and I want people to be able to kind of uh, to use things that are, are shown in the show and make uh, like guesses, and I want like theories, yeah, I want right, fan theories, and I want to be able to read a ton of shit. On oh, that's it. coming. There is no fucking shortage of shit to read on this. Um, real quickly, are you going to watch Vice Principals? I am. I'm yes, definitely I'm, going I'm to. I'm very pumped for it. Yeah, I think that, um, call me old-fashioned, uh, I just love watching Danny McBride sass people. And I, there's going to be a lot of sassing. I think the earlier views on it from, from Uproxx uh, are that it's very good, and 
the two main characters are fucking assholes. So it's like it's sass porn. Yes, and, that's all and I want. They are not positioned to be good people. That's great. So like, there's you're not rooting for either person. No. Yeah. So you're probably laughing the whole time. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, okay, I've got to. I've got a commitment. So I'm about to go do that. Peace.